We are live. Lots of stuff he always says. Do your own Hello. intro. Yeah. Hello, welcome to Big Trouble in Little Podcast, episode 155. I'm Andy. I'm Joe Dobbs. I know. I'm Zach. It's another one of these episodes. Dubs is banished. He's in the corner. He's in trouble. So the two of us are going to do Police Story 1 and 2. That's right. The most boring name for the most exciting movie. Yeah. Real quick, do you know why it has such a boring name? I don't. Uh, in Hong Kong, every time Jackie Chan would announce he was doing a new movie, a bunch of people would rip it off and try to like beat him to the punch. <laughs> So they named this movie Police Story because it's the most ambiguous possible thing. Is it about corrupt cops? Is it about a bank robbery? Is it about... Who knows? It could be anything. But anyway, before we talk about Jackie Chan's Police Story 1 and 2, uh, what have you been watching and playing? Or doing. Zach, anything? Um, I've still been playing Persona 4. I am about to finish it. I'm very close right now. And um, that's going to feel good. It's going to feel really good to finally put that thing away. Not, no, no kidding. Not like, oh, no, I hate this game. No, it's just been a monkey on my back. I need to get this over with. God damn it. No, it's just been this game that I've, I've taken way too long to, to play. It's I've literally been playing this game off and on for 10 years. <laughs> and just haven't, I just haven't finished it. So you're playing it on just PS2, right? Yeah, the original. Yeah. I know there's like have. They, they have golden on PC now. Uh, yeah, it came out on Steam last year. Maybe I'll try that. I, I have it on Vita. The, oh yeah, the Vita. Yeah, that's what it came out. Well, for I have a PlayStation TV though. Yeah. Um, I might play the golden. <clears throat> excuse me, the golden version someday later. Because uh, way later, right? Probably. The thing is, it's like it's been so long since the early part of the game since I played it. I hardly remember any of it. Like, I have real vague recollections of shit that happened, but I don't recall a lot. I'm probably going to try to watch the anime shortly after I finish it. Hmm. Um, and then maybe I'll do five. <laughs> you should. Five is great. But then I, I, I was thinking, oh, I want to play Persona 5 uh, Royal, I think it's called, but I beat I beat it too recently. I got to let some time pass. Well, there's... Uh, there's also Persona 5 Strikers, which is like a whole other game. Yeah, it's, um, I, I really want it. I just, I have too many other games to play right now. And there's like this big argument about which one's uh, canon between Royal and Original because of Strikers or something. Like people say, Royal's not canon because some of the characters, extra characters that appear in other stuff. It's, they added another playable character, yeah. It's not referenced in Strikers, but the thing is, is these games had two different development cycles. So, they say Royal is the definitive version of Persona 5. But nobody even says, like, I think Atlas's whole uh, approach to the situation was, it's all canon. But uh, you know how nerds are about that stuff. Yeah, I think Western nerds are like that more than anything. Because in Japan, they'll have, like, three or four different universes of the same thing. Yeah. I think about, like, a, a Mamoru Oshii's, Oshii's, I don't know how to say his name, his stuff, like Pat Labor and Ghost in the Shell, 
they each have like three universes. Hmm. And people just, oh, whatever, it's no big deal. Oh, that, that's the TV universe. Oh, that's the movie universe. Okay, this is really confusing to me. Ah, you get used to it. Uh, yeah. Uh, my, my takeaway from it, though, was like, it doesn't matter. Just play whatever and fucking be happy. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't think you can miss with Persona 5. Nah. And then, uh, other than that, um, I haven't really been playing anything substantial. It's just been messing around with a bunch of random games, doing, like, testing stuff. Um, You've done a lot of that. Yeah. I'm still reading a big old uh, Black Widow compilation of, like, old stories from, like, the 60s and 70s. You excited to see the movie? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I know there's, like, reviews coming out, and then there's people saying, like, oh, it's not gonna, it's not projected to do well or something. And I'm like, well, I don't think anything's projected to do well right now no. for the foreseeable future. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to seeing it. Uh, and that, that's pretty much about it for me. Well, I watched the Sonic the Hedgehog 30th Anniversary Symphony. It's a two-hour-long event that they broadcasted live on YouTube and I think Twitch. But I watched it on YouTube. And it, it sounds like... I mean, do you remember um, five years ago, the 25th anniversary, the huge fiasco? They had that party in San Francisco. And the audio was all fucked up. Yeah, it was a good joke. And people were just being cringy weirdos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I always think about that clip where the guy's singing the song from uh, Sonic Heroes. And he holds the mic to the um, the people watching. And the guy goes like... <laughs> like screaming like a, like a fucking weirdo. What? Uh, Sega figured it out for the 30th. Uh, no one was invited. They did everything themselves, and it was incredibly good. It is so great. The first half of it is, I don't know what orchestra, some some big orchestra, the something city orchestra, I'm sure. And they play medleys from Sonic 1, 2, 3, Knuckles, Mania, Adventure, some of the more modern stuff. And they're all... Um, Arrangements that have been done by T. Lopes or uh, June Sanoe, or, uh, I might be saying his name wrong, and they're all really good, and they're all like synced up with video, and it cuts back from the video to the, the people playing, and then there's an intermission, and the intermission is just ten minutes of uh, Chow's in Sonic Adventure Two, just horsing around. It's really cute and whatever. <laughs> and then the second half of it was rock bands doing music from Adventure and Adventure 2 oh. and Heroes Shadow the Hedgehog uh, Forces. It was um, uh, Crush 40. That's one of the bands. That's Jim Sumo's band, I think. Right. And another band that also contributed music to Sonic in the past. I can't remember. But it's another rock band. <laughs> and it, it's them playing live but on several of the songs, they're accompanied by the symphony. So it's also crazy good. It's it's on YouTube, free to watch anytime. I recommend it so highly if you're a Sonic fan. It's so, like, I was like, I guess I'll watch this for a minute. I'm sure it's going to suck just like the 25th anniversary did. No, it blew me away. So they, they really put a lot of work into it. It's really cool. They went back and watched the Zelda concerts and the Final Fantasy concerts. 
uh-huh. and all that other stuff after that huge disaster. <laughs> Uh, I watched one movie, uh, Gilda. I think it's from 1946. Stars Rita Hayward yeah. and I don't know some guy. <laughs> uh, but uh, he's he's like some street smart guy. He gets recruited by who is essentially a crime boss in Buenos Aires. He's an American and he's abroad in Argentina. I don't want to talk about the whole movie, but it's really good. I recommend it. Um, I watched a bunch of The Great North. It's a television show done by the people who did Bob's Burgers. It's really funny. And I started Pokemon Shield. I didn't. I didn't like stop playing Last of Us or anything serious. But Pokemon Shield can live on my nightstand, and I can play it for like forty minutes before bed each night. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing with it. It's your go to sleep game. Yep, sure is. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. It's good, but. There's things about it I don't love, but I'll, I'll I'll hang I'll hang on to those thoughts for when I finish it and probably whenever we talk about it during Accelerated Gamer. Is that the newest one? Shield and Sword are the newest one. Um, I'm like such a boomer now when it comes to Pokemon. I literally just played the original games. That was it. That was enough for me. I was that way for a while, and I've talked about it on the show, so I don't want to retread too much ground. But when I got my 3DS, Nintendo was doing some deal where you could get X or Y for free. Hmm. I thought, well, it's free, whatever. Give me X. And then I played it, and I was like, oh, man, this is a lot of fun. Like, it brought back all the memories of playing Blue when I was a kid. Yeah. And then later on, I did also pick up Moon when it was on sale. And I loved it, too. And then right after Moon, I tried to go back and play White or Black, whichever one. And I, I overdid it. I over-Pokemoned. Burned yourself out. So I took I took a nice year or more break, and now I'm playing Shield. Join it so far. Awesome. But that's enough of that. Let's talk about some Hong Kong action movies. Yeah, boy. Um, Police Story. What year did it come out? 80-something? 85, and Police Story 85. 2 was 88. 88. I do know that. This movie is co-directed by Jackie Chan, co-written by Jackie Chan, stars Jackie Chan. The stunt team is led by him. The stunt choreography was done by him, and he performs the theme song. That's him singing. That's him singing. Ah. <laughs> I didn't know. I had no idea. So he he went straight up Charlie Chaplin on this thing. He did everything. <laughs> What's the plot of this movie? How would you how would you elevator synopsize this movie? Uh, this movie is about a guy who's a cop who um, is very enthusiastic about about his job to the point that it kind of gets him in trouble a little bit. Oh yeah, and uh, he seems to always get in trouble with everybody else around him too. His girlfriend, uh, random people, the superintendent of police, uh, his uncle Bill. It's weird that his name's Bill. Everybody has, like, yeah. English names except for him. Well, not everybody, but, like, it, 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 that guy and then the superintendent, his name's Raymond. Raymond Lee. Yeah, it's confusing the first time you see the movie because every once in a while they're like, Raymond's not going to like this. And I was like... Raymond? Raymond? That guy's Raymond. I, <laughs> like, I'm supposed to know who fucking Raymond is? <laughs> I guess he's just a British Hong Kong thing. And then sometimes yeah, they'd, they'd say English stuff. Like, yes, sir. Like, oh, yeah. okay. Um, 
But it, yeah, I mean, more or less, that's that is the plot of the movie. Is just uh, Jackie Chan's character, Kakui, gets he does stuff that has to do with crimes, you know, busting him, and then he just gets into trouble, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> the plot of the first movie is just this guy is a bad guy. We're gonna catch him. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. There's some comedy with like his girlfriend, and then there's some comedy with uh, the woman who's the bad guy's uh, woman secretary. secretary. There are some implications. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where a lot of the best comedy comes from in the in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to pre- preface all this with saying um, I was never really familiar with any of Jackie Chan's work before this. I was only very little. Very little. Like, I didn't even watch fucking Rush Hour. I've, I've still <laughs> never seen that movie. I'm just letting you know where I'm coming from here. Um, I don't... I'm trying to think of what I've seen him in, actually, and I can't. Like, of a whole Rumble movie. in the Bronx, maybe? No. That's a big one. No, it wasn't that. It's, it's something he did after he came over to America. Hmm. Uh, Jackie Chan has an interesting career, and this movie plays into it heavily for several reasons but he was in a bunch of movies in hong kong and did really well yeah people oh man this guy's going places he tried to break into the western film market Uh, he did a movie the protector i think it's called and a couple others and they did awful so it looked like jackie chan tried to go to hollywood failed miserably came back to hong kong made police story made police story two and a couple other things and then the west noticed those and then kind of like oh do you want to come be in our movies and he was like i fucking tried in the 80s (laughs) (laughs) and then you get rush hour and a bunch of other the the stuff people know him for seemed he was batting back and forth for a little bit in the 90s but yeah like uh he's I've heard about like the Jackie Chan stunt team and I, I like watched a video about it or something where they got some award and it was like, yeah. they were all super emotional and stuff about it, like talking about it. And but like, Is it, it's the Jackie Chan stunt team in police story, right? Yeah. Like they do all, yeah. all those movies that they did together. Like, I think the drunken master they are outrageously great. They're <laughs> like, I came away. Like why? Like when some of these action scenes start going, I was like glued to the screen. Like you couldn't, take my attention away from it i had to watch the whole thing and like what struck me was just like this shit looks real like and it's not yeah, like uh, movie fight shit and it looks like they're really fighting you know? a ton of the people working on both of these movies got hospitalized including jackie chan yeah um i mean if i could steal a wrestling term yeah some of these stuntmen take bumps scarily well yeah, there's no other way, but that's actually them hitting the ground and shit. I mean, mm-hmm. one some of my favorite things about these movies is, like, the credit scenes because it just shows them doing, like, bloopers. The making or, of. And, yeah. Or setting up a stunt. And then, like, you could tell, oh, shit, people really got hurt doing this stuff. Like, there's that one, the, the famous uh, stunt, which is him going down the pole in the mall, which now, I now oh, know like, is, ruined his hands. is famous. Yeah, he got, like, second-degree birds, and then, like, he dislocated his fucking pelvis. Or some shit, and like, I saw the aftermath of it. It's it's in that credit scene. He's like laying there, just in a pile of stuff, and everybody <laughs> has to like lift him up out of there, and he can't move. Like, oh, he's going to the hospital. He's done. 
I was reading a little bit about these movies the first time I saw them, and uh, they break a ton of glass in both movies, especially at the finale of the first movie. Yeah. But they're using stunt sugar glass. It's basically just glass made out of sugar and stuff, so it breaks real easily and it doesn't hurt you. But they wanted it to look more realistic in Police Story, so they made it double thick. Oh. And it looks it looks great. That's why the glass breaking in these movies looks so good. But in making it double thick, they brought back some of the danger. <laughs> so, like, every stuntman had cuts working on these movies. I was going to say, I noticed, <laughs> like, when guys were being put through panes of glass, it wasn't breaking, like, typical movie glass. It Like movie glass. It looks like glass glass. There were really big panes that were coming apart, like, mm-hmm. this big and stuff. I'm like, shh. Yeah, they, they doubled the thickness of all the stunt glass. Some of the women, too, were taking big bumps and stuff yeah i was like damn like like there was a couple fight scenes with women getting hit and falling off stuff or getting thrown around the secretary and his girlfriend both his girlfriend's name is may i remember that yeah uh, i can't remember the secretary's name let's see it's kind of important selena yeah selena was, i should have remembered that because it was Catwoman. odd uh real quick uh, the woman who plays May, Maggie Chung, she's been in a movie we featured on this podcast. Did I watch it? You did. Oh, You're never going to guess it. Man, I feel like... Well, the thing she's is, the lead in it, too. <laughs> it's it's completely different. Say from the same country, though. That should be a really good hint. Oh, from Hong Kong. I think that movie's from Hong Kong. It might be Chinese the hell it's not in the mood for love is it it is that's well i thought that was chinese i can't remember it might be i know they're gonna get yeah in the mood for love she's the she's the lead actress Uh, see woman's got rage right uh, yeah well i was thinking like when i was watching this i was like she looks familiar like i've seen her somewhere but that was like you know 20 years later or something i didn't i didn't realize it until way after the fact that's kind of cool mm-hmm I didn't like that movie, but whatever. <laughs> That's true. If you want to hear both Zach and I's opinions, it was, I don't know, last, last year or so. Go back and listen to some old episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, they capture the bad guy. Oh, after that opening scene with the uh, the shanty town? Yeah, where they drive several cars that was through crazy. shanty town. <laughs> I was like watching that. I was like, holy shit, already they're like crazy stuff. Immediately, uh, right after that is one of my favorite stunts in either movie. Is where he's like hanging off the side of the bus. Yeah, with, with the umbrella, and then like the, the umbrella. Everything about that's just great, honestly. Like from the beginning, and them setting it up. That's another thing I really like about these movies. They move fast. It's like mm-hmm. there's guys talking. There's always a sense of urgency and stuff. Um, it, it doesn't feel like plotting fake movie shit. The second one slows down a little bit in the second act. But kind of for the better, but we'll we'll get to that. Yeah, it, it works out. Yeah, but like, uh, there's a big shootout in the shanty town and stuff. And then there's that guy who's like, I guess he's like a new a newbie because he's really nervous and he's not holding his gun right. And he's fucking shaking. And he pisses he himself. Yeah, he pulls an auto con and pisses himself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, yeah, they they get away. All the bad, all not all the bad guys. The, the main ones get away in a bus, and then Jackie Chan chases him, uh, hanging on to an umbrella, climbing into a bus, and fighting these guys. 
And that was one of my other favorite stunt scenes too, is when he stopped the bus. Mm-hmm. He got he just runs out, he's like, oh, I belong. He gets that dude to park his car. And of course you saw in the credits they did a take where he just about ate it. Oh yeah. <laughs> and when those and when it's the they slightly speed up footage, not too much. Just just yeah. enough that it's like, oh damn, this is this is moving good. Um but in the regular speed footage, when you see the guys just tumble out of the bus, it looks so painful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, ugh. Because it's a double-decker yeah. bus. They land on cement. There is no mat there. No, and th- th- that's the thing. They're always landing on tables or fucking playground shit. Uh, the, the, oh, that's in the second one. I'm jumping ahead a little bit. But the, the fight scene in the playground, I think that's my favorite fight scene. Cars. Do, do they make sugar glass windows for the cars? Um, I don't know. He kicks through an awful lot for it not to be. I'll bet you they are. Uh, yeah, because I feel like windshields, they're pretty thick. I mean, that yeah. more than yeah. like... And when they break, they tend to like stay together. Yeah, they don't ever just crumple like that. So yeah. I never really looked into that. Like, how do they do the windows like in general in movies? Is it sugar glass or something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... But after that, he gets kind of yelled at, you know, you let the guy go, Callahan, the mayor's up my ass, that kind of a scene, basically. <laughs> it's the Hong Kong version of that. Um, and then it's just kind of him. Uh, no, they get, they get the secretary during all that mess. And then they set up the thing where it's like, he says like, oh, I can watch her, you know, like he volunteers to like, you know, be her security so to speak. Cause no, they, they sign him. Yeah. Well, he, he kind of wants it though. You know, he kind he kind of like gives them the idea. He's like, I could do it. Like, yeah, he could do it. <laughs> Every time there's something to do for some reason, the police chief thinks it needs to be Kikui. Yeah. Or like their banter is like funny. It's weird. Like they had, I love the dialogue. It's so funny. They have their own, especially with uncle Bill and the police chief. God, that oh, that's in the second movie. We'll get to that. Oh, there's... <laughs> I laugh out loud. In the first movie, they're at the uh, press conference, and they're like, they're asking him all this stuff, and he's like, "Oh, well, it's a team effort, and blah blah blah." And I just love being a cop. And they're like, "Oh, get together. We need a picture." And he gets closer to Uncle Bill, and he's like, "Why are you sitting so close to me?" And then he like gets next to the police chief. Take our picture. <laughs> what a kiss ass. <laughs> yeah, Bill, Bill's kind of like a, his Uncle Bill's like a source of comedy relief usually. And then the superintendent, he's pretty hard-nosed and serious. And he, At first, he seems like kind of an asshole. He seems like that, Kyle Harrod, the mayor's up my ass character. But then it mm. turns out he, he really isn't, you know, which yeah. is kind of cool. That was one of my favorite parts of the first movie. I like his characterization a lot because they keep framing it up to where he needs to be, like, a bad guy. And then he does something where, like, oh, he actually is okay. But they don't completely turn it around he's still serious he's still actually his boss yeah he, he pretty much explains it he's like put yourself in my shoes what would you do you know i have to answer to to like the top brass i have to answer to, to raymond yeah it's raymond's talking about that he started he has to talk to these british guys and shit like man <laughs> um but yeah he gets the job to watch selena and at first she's obviously doesn't want anything to do with him and she's trying to like get her get him away from her uh and then it leads to that scene where she's 
he follows her to her apartment and she's just like, bye. And just shuts the door on him. <laughs> and then there, she's like, I guess she's getting ready to go to bed. Then there's like a dude in her house uh, or apartment or whatever. And at first it's like, they sort of set this up like, oh, they they might kill you. Like he, he tells her that you never know. You might need me. You think he's just the movie sets it up really well too because the scene prior, it shows uh, the lawyers talking to the the big boss guy. Yeah, and he's I think he says call Danny. Call Danny. Tell him to take care of her of Selena. I was like Danny. Oh no, what a scary name. <laughs> it's following suit. Bill, Danny, Raymond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's the that's the scene prior. So you think. Oh, she's in danger. And the guy's, like, doing all this over-the-top, like, I'm gonna stab you! He telegraphs everything, and it's, like, obnoxiously missing and stuff. And it's it's played comedically, so you kind of just roll with it. Oh, she's in danger, but it's meant to be funny. And they, they reveal in the middle of the scene, oh, it's a cop pretending to be yeah. uh, a murderer so that Kukui can get her confidence. Right, he gets back in there when he hears the, the ruckus somehow. He, he gets in, I forget how exactly, and then he fights with him. And then, like, they're struggling, and he's, like, he's holding the knife, the, the dude's hand, and they're doing this thing. They're locking up, and then he's like, good job, she seems like she's really scared. <laughs> like, oh, this is, that's his buddy from the uh, police precinct, because I think his mask comes off at some point, but right. she doesn't see it. And then it's like, oh, I remember him. when he's first attacking her in her bedroom, his mask comes off and he goes like, like, hold, holds his hand over his face. Like, oh, no, she can't see my face. And I'm always like, you're going to kill her. Who cares? But he's not going to kill her. That's the <laughs> point. Oh, yeah, that was, that was a good. See, they're like at some point, like when they're they're grappling over the knife, trying to make it look good. She like grabs like a fucking potted plant or something. And throws it at him and almost knocks him out. And then he's like, good job. I can handle it from here. He's trying to get her to stop hitting him. And then she does it again. <laughs> she does it again. <laughs> she does it like two more times, then knocks him unconscious for real. And then When he's unconscious, she, she comes at him with that pillar. <laughs> he's like, no, no. <laughs> he just falls over. He's, he's done. Like, we got him. It's good. <laughs> and then a really great reversal, not just for the story, but also for the audience. The very next scene, they're attacked for real by thugs. Yeah, it's not long after that, I think. That's that's the first time someone kicks through a windshield, actually. Yeah, like I think that's when they were leaving that air, that scene. They were they got stopped at a it looked like near a park. The, there's a guy. Uh, he's like arguing with her, and someone pushes a baby carriage out in front of the car. Yeah. And he hits it, and the guy's like, "Oh no, my baby!" And he looks at the baby, and it's a doll. And then, uh oh, and a fight kick, fight breaks out. An awesome fight, a great fight. Yeah, there's honestly, you know, you could talk about which one's your favorite movie, and it would take a long time to figure or your favorite movie. Which one's your favorite fight scene? Oh, and it would take a really long time to figure it out. It would be harder to pick a least favorite because they all kick ass. Yeah, that's harder to do because they're all yeah, they're all good. This is when I, I first, I mean, he fights guys a little bit in the first scene, but like it was this one that really drives it home. It's like, man, these are good fight scenes with guys just hitting each other. Um, And it reminds me of that stuff where he was talking about like how real early in his career, he was like really inspired by Bruce Lee and stuff. 
-hmm. and he wanted to try to break into movies and be like Bruce Lee. And he sort of did in his own way. It's different. Yeah, I was always... Not always. I take that back. Um, a few years ago, I started discovering Jackie Chan movies. And Police Story is a big start of that. And before, I'd always been like, oh, Jackie Chan's like the lame Bruce Lee. Yeah. He's he's not not serious. He's a clown. I I don't want to see Jackie Chan movies. I want to watch Bruce... Bruce, uh, Jet Li movies or you know Bruce Lee movies. Yeah, and I did, and then I started seeing Jackie Chan movies. And I was like, "Oh, I get it." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not only is he like an amazingly good fighter, he's he's mastered that whole like almost getting hurt but not quite getting hurt all the time thing, dodging and comedically using props and and stuff like that. And that's that stuff other martial artists don't do. Not really, so, no. I mean, he he's he's got the market cornered on that. It's really funny because it's like you I guess you'd argue after you really made it, like when he came back to America the second time and was doing like comedy stuff, action comedies. Uh that was one of the things he complained about. Like he didn't really care apparently he didn't really care for those rush hour movies. He's like, eh. Yeah. He's like eh. I'm with him. Like, they're okay. <laughs> I like the humor in Police Story better than I like the humor in the stuff he does in Hollywood. Yeah, he said, like, I don't understand American humor, but, like, his biggest complaint about doing those movies was, like, I, this stunt work is just not good. And I'm like, yeah, you're not trying to kill yourself, so it's, like, not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, like, an insurance adjuster came on the set, like, white-faced. It was like, I just watched Police Story. We can't do any of that shit on this set. <laughs> That's kind of like what happened to him. Yeah, it's like when they found out Jackie Chan's in the movie, they're like, oh, fuck. Wait, <laughs> hang on, do what? <laughs> and then they break it down, I guess. They're like, no, he's not. We're not going to let him do all that crazy shit. <laughs> and he was disappointed. <laughs> he, got, he, he, got, he got roles voice acting. Hollywood was finally satisfied. <laughs> um, Trying to think. Right after that scene in the park, they go to his place and... Uh, there's a surprise party for him. Oh yeah, the surprise! Then like his girlfriend's there. It's the first time we see her. May sees him with another girl, and she storms out. <laughs> she throws the cake in his face, and get we scene. get the great scene. She comes back in. He's taking a shower, and he's like, "You know what? Fuck her. She's the one who didn't let me explain. And you know what? She's gonna go home. She's gonna call, apologizing. <laughs> I'm tired of uh, explaining myself to everybody." Like, you know what? Forget her. Big like, deal. Part, I know part of me is the asshole, because that scene, I'm like, yeah, he's right, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. He, it was for his job, you know? Like, she didn't she didn't even try to understand the situation. Right. Like, she flies off the handle like he does sometimes. Uh, But it was, like, they sort of hash it out, like, after, not really, but, like, almost. Like, she comes back to be like, oh, I guess I'm sorry. And, but she overhears him talking in the shower and then she gets really pissed and th- throws something else at him or whatever. Uh, well, he picked up the pieces of the cake yeah, and set it on the table and she uses that. <laughs> and then like, while he's out arguing with her, like outside and she's trying to drive away and she won't, he won't let her. He's like grabbing her, her bag. So she can't drive off and she yanks her out off the fucking Vespa or whatever that is. <laughs> they love replaying that uh, scene too. Yeah. 
that was that was another one of those stunts I was talking about where she like she legit f- flew off that scooter and hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw it like in the credits. She's like, "Ow, <laughs> that kind of hurt." <laughs> uh, but uh, Selena's in there snooping around in her apartment because I guess why not? And she sees a picture on the wall of like him and some of his buddies from like the precinct or whatever, and she recognizes that guy that was trying to stab stab her. And then she's like, what the fuck? He set me up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's another great scene. Because he comes back, and then she's all, like, super needy. She's acting, like, real needy. Like, she wants she wants to get in his junk or something. Yeah, she's like, oh, we need to go to bed. <laughs> and, she's, and then she puts her butt on a cactus lull. She, I, but they don't, you don't know this till later, but she finds that damn tape recorder or whatever in his jacket mm-hmm. and s- records it. Of them doing that that whole shtick where she's like, "Oh no, let's go to bed." No, no, like, oh my, that hurt. It's <laughs> this really awkward dialogue that if you don't have any context, it sounds like something else. Yeah, it sets up a really good gag when they're in the court courtroom. Yeah. Basically, if you haven't figured it out yet, the pacing in this movie is ludicrously great as far as action joke drives the story along action there's some comedy the story is driven along it's just constantly bam 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 you just you can't even get bored watching this movie pretty much yeah um i mean you could go beat by beat but i don't think there's much point in doing it uh, honestly the the plot itself is fairly light yeah at the beginning they're trying to catch this guy they do they take him to court he gets out on a technicality uh he threatens Kakui, some more stuff happens, then they do catch him and he goes to jail. Yeah, that's that last great scene in the mall. Mm-hmm. The secretary steals all of his data. Someone's stealing my data! <laughs> she accessed that terminal on the token ring network and... Yeah, I was... <laughs> okay? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> She's just like, like, those connected printer sheets. My data! He's just like, he says, someone's stealing my data. How did he know that? I don't know. It's just his computer is like, someone's accessing this shit. You should have downloaded a VPN, boss. Computers. <laughs> Express VPN, guys. Listen, you can tell somebody you're in Ireland and you can watch UK Netflix so you can see. I really wanted to watch Police Story 3, but it's only on Hong Kong Netflix. <laughs> so I just get on NordVPN and I blah, blah, blah. If, if Express VPN could just send us uh, an image file and some money. And some money. And some money. <laughs> Your ad goes here, ExpressVPN or NordVPN or what? I don't care. There will be an Adobe After Image effect here. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but yeah, uh, let's we can we can bridge the two of them. The second movie, one of my problems with it is it undoes the victory of the first movie. I, I know, I know what you think. Yeah, I kind of get it, but at the same time, I like that it continues like right after it. That moment, pretty much. And honestly, I kind of felt like, I mean, this guy's a slimy asshole, and he has, like, one of those real asshole slimy lawyers. Lawyers, yeah. And I could see him getting out of it. So, like, I don't know. It didn't bother me as much. It was like, okay, fine. Well, the big Act 3 reveal is that the technicality that he used to get out of prison was legit, it turns out. Yeah, 
It's weird because he, he plays about. He, you know, obviously, spoilers. Yeah. As we always do, you should watch these movies if you haven't. I think they're on the Criterion Channel. Um, at the very beginning of Police Story 2, he sees the lawyer in a car, and he's, like, making fun of him because uh, Jake Chan's doing... Um, <laughs> he's directing traffic. traffic. They, yeah. they pull up when he's directing traffic to laugh at him. To laugh at him, yeah. <laughs> I came to well, laugh How's it going, him. Super Cop? Guess what? You can get out of jail if you're sick. Yeah, he says, you should be in jail with uh, Chu, I think the guy's name is. Yeah. And the guy's like, what do you mean jail? And he, like, leans forward, and you see that he's in the car, too. He's like, yeah, I paid a bunch of doctors to say I have three months to live, and they let me out because it's a something clause. Compassionate release, that's it. Yeah. And uh, you're like, oh, that son of a bitch. Especially because he's smiling and laughing about it. Mm-hmm. That makes me th- like you, re- you like, really hate this guy. I wondered though if it was like he did he didn't know think he was sick or he didn't know he was actually sick yet. Yeah, I wonder too because of the way he played that, and then later he <laughs> three quarters of the way through the movie he's on his fucking deathbed. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's the fake out where you think he has kidnapped May, but it's actually the new bad guys, the the bomber extortionists. Yeah. But Kikui doesn't know that. So he just storms the guy's mansion, beats the shit out of a bunch of bodyguards, and just runs in there. And the guy's on his deathbed. And then that lawyer's like, no, 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 we didn't do it. I love that the, that new thug, that thug with the sunglasses, he's in the first movie, but only a little bit. Yeah. He gets to shine in the second movie. He's he's the bad guy now. I love it. Yeah. I love when he, uh, he ambushes him in the park and, like, points a gun at him. And they're like, oh, my God, a gun. And then it turns out to have ink in it or something. And then he chases them, and that's one of my favorite fights. That's the playground fight. And they all have, like, pipes and... I think knives. Blades? Yeah, I think they're blades. Because some of them make, like, sparks when they're hitting metal stuff. One of my favorite... It's it's really simple, but one of my favorite things that happens stunt-wise is he gets, like, knocked down, and he hits a guy with a pipe, like, three times before he hits the ground. And then while he's on the ground, he, like, throws it sideways and hits another guy in the shin. I laugh out loud every time. That's awesome. It's it's too funny. There's so many (laughs) moments like that in these fights where he just does stuff like that. Um, That guy with the glasses, the weird lawyer dude or whatever the hell, like, there's a bunch of hilarious scenes where he gets his glasses broken. Always get them broken. I love at the end, the the moment (laughs) Kakui comes into the room, he takes his glasses off real fast. (laughs) Because he knows he's going to get punched in the nose. Uh, he doesn't until later. Yes. Well, then there was that one time he was trying to run away from him and he hit a pole and he broke his own glasses. Right. <laughs> In the park, I think. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 it's just a thing. I don't, it's just fake God. I'm sorry. <laughs> but the second movie does an interesting kind of fake out because you're like, oh, the, ma- the main bad guy's back. He's the bad guy again. And Kakui gets in big trouble and he says, well, fuck you, I quit. Mm-hmm. And he resigns, and he and May are going to go to... Bali? Bali, that's it. I remember, th- that's a weird... I, I Different countries have different vacation spots, I guess. But anyway, uh, they're going to go to Bali. Is it still Bali? Did, did anybody else own Bali, and it was called Bali for a while? I don't know. It's in Indochina, right? I'm showing, showing my ignorance a little. Uh, me too, but you know that's when stuff was called different things back then because that was still in the eighties. I'm not sure. 
the more you know. I mean, it's in Indonesia, apparently. Anyway, there's another comedic scene where they get on the plane, and then the police chief and Bill turn up to beg him to take his job back. And the plane leaves, and May's still on it, and Kui has her passport. <laughs> and then she, she's like, he, of course she's freaking out. He's like, no, May's still on that plane. I have her passport. And then Bill's like, don't worry, I'll send a letter or whatever to the, 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 the wire airport over there, and it'll be fine. It'll be okay. And he forgets to do it because he had to go to the bathroom a bunch later. Yeah, the, <laughs> during the whole, like, that part of the movie, he's got bad indigestion. Something. He's farting up elevators. He's going to the bathroom. <clears throat> they made a fart. I'll tell you what, the guy who plays him can really act with his face, though, because I really like the scene where May's yelling at him and follows him into the the locker room in the police station, and he hides in the stall, and she just bursts into the other one where he's sitting, and he just like looks uncomfortable for several minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he like freezes up, and he's got like this paper, and he's just like like kind of glancing. Because she, she climbs up over the toilet that, that he's sitting on to yell at, uh, at uh, Kakui in the other fucking stall. And they're, he's, <laughs> they're having, like, this really private argument they should be having in private. And there's just, like, a bunch of guys standing there in the shower naked. What are you all looking at? We're having a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um I guess this is like the middle part of the movie where it slows down though is because they're having like problems because he wanted to go back to being a cop when they told him the this, this stuff that they were doing. There's a little while where there's not really any big action. Like there's some excitement because they go to that mall to get their tickets and there's some cops there and they're like, oh, there's been a bomb threat called in. Can you Can you help us as long as you're here? So he makes the call, okay, we need to get everyone out of the building just in case, call the police department, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then it turns out to be an actual bomb, and that's where the story flips oh. to the new the new bad guys. I love that scene. Like, yeah, where he's kind of reluctantly gets involved in all that and helps him evacuate the mall and everything. And then, like, Raymond shows up along with Uncle Bill, and he's, he takes charge of the situation. And there's, like, some kid with a ball. They're getting ready to walk out, and then the ball bounces off ray tries to, they really trick you he tries to catch it and then uh Kakui's like oh okay he goes to grab his ball and then everything slows down as he's getting towards like this ice cream shop place or something and he's like is this just gonna explode and he just grabs that's what i was that's what you're waiting for the movie like completely tricks you i love that <laughs> it's like the opposite of a jump scare yeah it's like a suspense scare or something. I don't know. And then it was like, well, it must have been a hoax. And then, boom, like, the whole place explodes. It's like, oh, shit. You got me, movie. But now it turns out there is one or more crazy people planting bombs. And they call the people who own the mall and they say, we want $10 million or we're going to bomb some more of your shit. Yeah. And that's why the police superintendent and Bill are like, oh, we need to get we need to get Jackie Chan on this shit. He's a super cop. <laughs> but he's going to Bali. So, so okay, now I'm... Uh, but yeah, the first time I watched both of these movies, this part of the movie is largely why I thought I liked the first one a lot better. I love both movies. Both movies are great. Mm-hmm. But I remember thinking, oh, the second one was really good, but it kind of slowed down a little bit, and blah, 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 blah. 
this time I loved the second one more because the first one seemed like an incredibly good action movie, good stunts, but there's not a lot of like fun characterization outside of the core two or three characters. But in the second one, they build Bill a lot better. They build the thug with the glasses. He's great. They build um, May a lot more. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. For some reason, this time, I walked away from it thinking, oh, the second one's my favorite. I wasn't real sure at first. Like They were kind of like neck and neck as I was watching this, even where it kind of slowed down. And that's fine, because this is like, this is a sequel. It's longer. Um, they probably wanted to make it have like a little bit more plot or interpersonal drama stuff. So they did that. They slowed down and did that for a little while. And the thing was, is after they slowed down and did that for a little while, it was all police shit after that. It was all uh, Kakwe taking charge of the investigation, trying to find these bombers. And then they introduced the special investigation squad that's like a bunch of cool people or something. I don't a bunch, know. A bunch of young, cool, pretty people. And they, like he walks into these offices, all of a sudden he looks like a square. And then there's like people sitting there listening to like, I don't know, like fucking 80s synth pop. And. They're dressed very casually, and they're drinking Coke, and there's, like, three hot... They're all really interesting, though. I love that premise, because they're all experts in tailing people, which they put to use during the movie, and that makes perfect sense. People are always like, oh, this guy looks like a cop, because cops, they always tuck their shirt in, they have short haircuts, stuff like that. These people don't. They all just look like hip, young people. One of them looks like a cool guy, there's, like, three or four hot chicks... Yeah. That apparently no martial arts. No martial arts. It's one of my favorite scenes. They show that in an interrogation scene. That was great. Um, but yeah, then it's just like them trying to track these guys down, trying to figure out where to get dynamite. And then there's that scene where like Kakui goes undercover to talk to the guy that sells dynamite to people. And I thought, I swear, I swear, I thought he was gonna fuck this up because he's such a square. <laughs> he's like he's walking in he's just wearing like real thick sunglasses and he has like a fake mustache I'm like oh god and he's playing with his mustache the whole time I'm like it's the gonna come time. off he's like drinking beer he's rubbing it I'm like it's gonna fucking come off <laughs> never happens they do that again the first time it was with a bomb the second time it was the, the old fake mustache thing It's it builds suspense yeah such a simple thing mm-hmm. uh, but uh, the, the the dynamite guy calls some guys to try to get rid of him because he, he doesn't know who the fuck he is and he beats the shit out of him really fast and he tracks this dude back to his shipping container. <laughs> yeah, that guy's that guy's hangout was cool. Yeah, he like had he, he like parts his jeep on like an elevator and it goes up into the home. I was like, oh, that's badass! I want one of those. Yeah, take how <laughs> take a lady home to that. See how she'd react. I, I'm sure it would be you live in a shipping container. <laughs> you know look just come in just let me just let me, wait you know don't judge a book Jackie coming. Chan doesn't come in and beat us both up no he doesn't he beats her up and then he beats I love that because there's that like he's like get out of here and like walks past her and then she's like motherfucker and like starts attacking him and he has to fight both of them <laughs> and there's that moment where he's like you're a woman you can leave <laughs> She was, she's like, I don't think so. She's trying to get some action. She's ruining her evening. And then there's that excellent moment where, you know, the fight's gone on for a couple seconds. She's on his right, he's on his left, and he's like, 
punches him, slaps her, punches him, slaps her, punches him, slaps her. And then she just, like, sits down and, like, covers her face, like, I give up. <laughs> I'm tired of this. I had enough. And it's just funny because he, like, punches and unballs his fist and slaps. And it's all just bang, 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 like, really quick. <laughs> yeah. And then th- that guy gives up, too. And then he explains everything. And then he, 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 he takes him in. And then that's when he gets interrogated by, like, the three women in the room. And it's, like, awesome. Because they're all, like, sitting around him and, like, pampering him and giving him cigarettes. And they're like, is the AC good enough for you? And all, all this. <laughs> and then, like, uh, meanwhile, Kakui and everybody else is in, like, the, the room on the other side of the mirrored glass. And he's like, is this going to work? Because I don't know about this. And then she's like, the, the fourth one, she's like, no, this always works. Watch. <laughs> And then they start getting serious for a minute. Like she, one of them like grabs her cigarette, the cigarette he was smoking, and just like puts it out with her finger and just doesn't even react. He's like, "What?" And then they just start whipping his ass, <laughs> like fast too. Yeah, like he's just getting the shit kicked out of him by these girls, <laughs> and he's just like, "I give up, fuck." One of them pulls a gun on him, and then just says like. You know, I can just shoot you right now. Nobody's going to care. We'll say you tried to escape. And then the other one in the background, she's like, and then he's trying to escape. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then he's like, fuck it. Okay, I'll tell you whatever you want. And he gives up like, oh, yeah, I sell this guy, that guy, or whatever. And I, that's how they kind of figure out how to find the weird guy making the RC cars that blow up. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. That was, he's a weird character. Like that character's weird. Dummy, they call. Him. Yeah, they call him dummy, and like apparently he's deaf, mute. Deaf mute. Yeah. Yeah, because he can't, he doesn't say anything, but he makes like a chicken noise. It sounds like he he's always sounds like he said bok. I love that though. Like it's just really tense scene where they're like doing all this observation shit. They're trying to find him. It, it, it feels like shit that would be like a real police movie kind of. Um, and then him and one of the other guys from the precinct are like kind of moving in on this dumpy looking warehouse and they find this guy who's just i don't know he's sitting there fucking doing something with electronics he just looks like some weird squatter yeah <laughs> like who are you he's, he and he like looks weak too it's important to note he looks like a nerd and they figure out he's deaf and mute yeah he looks like a nerd looks like someone you could totally give a swirly to <laughs> and they're like Oh, I guess take him in for questioning. And he takes out his handcuffs. He says, I don't think handcuffs are necessary. This guy's nothing. Then he just starts kicking that guy in the face. And then he starts whipping that cop's ass. (laughs) He just like (laughs) rapid fire kicks him in the face like four times. And then after he sticks one of his exploding cars on Jackie Chan. Oh my God. What the hell's going (laughs) on? This guy's making exploding RC cars. Things go poorly very fast. <laughs> he tries to, like, grab him and shoot him and shit. He keeps knocking the gun out of his hand, and he beats his ass, too, and he runs away. <laughs> he gets away. Yeah. And then that dude... I really loved... I really loved, at the end of the movie, he's the final fight. Yeah. He's there with the other two guys, and there's an excellent fight scene where where uh, Kakuya has to fight all three of them, and he's the last one standing. <laughs> And he's, like, a really great martial artist. I was trying to figure out who the actor was on IMDb here, and I can't figure out which one was him. But, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to know who that guy was, too, after that. Uh, his name's Benny Lai. 
like LAI. Um, but I was like, this guy's awesome. Like he's doing all these fucking kicks. He's doing like sweeps. He's like really smooth. And it's, I don't know. It's also just funny because this dude looks like a stereotypical nerd. He's like real skinny. He's short. Yeah. He's wearing like glasses and fucking overalls. I think they dress him in a way to like hide his physique because it makes him look like just sticks. I'm sure he's probably like real lean looking or something underneath all that. But uh, yeah, like I, I thought it was going to be the other dude, the dude who always wore the sunglasses out of the three of them because he kind of was acting yeah. like the boss. Either of the other two seemed like they would be the the best fighter, but no, not at all. No. In fact, he, he disposes of that guy real quick, but like, before all that stuff, though, they catch May. They, like, abduct her and throw her in a fucking van when she's, like, grocery shopping. <laughs> and then they, they get uh, Kakui. They basically tell him, like, we got your fucking woman. You come to this street. Mm-hmm. He falls for that again. He fell for that in the first movie. They told him to go somewhere, and they knock him out from behind. <laughs> they, they did it again. Then they... It's too gung-ho. Yeah. He's flying off the handle. Uh, then... They, he's a loose cannon. <laughs> they torture him, and they, they throw like those the, you know those things you buy the little cracker things you throw and they they call they, it thunder palm. Yeah, these are like the jumbo sized version of that. Yeah, it's like those little snap things that you could get at the fair or this time of year for Fourth of July. Yeah, but ten times as big. I'm like, holy shit! I'm like sitting there thinking, like, can you actually make something like that? I guess. I mean, like, why not? I guess. They, they all leave, like, 50-cent piece-sized welts on him. Yeah, this shit looks painful. They're like, and they catch your clothes on fire. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I was like, damn, that's an unconventional way to torture somebody. And then they were going to, like, they tease setting an RV car, like, ramming into his nuts and, like, blowing it up. <laughs> they don't do that. And then they tell him, like, listen, we want you to pick up the money. Because that's always the part where they, it gets fucked up. So if you do it, They'll give it to you. And we as the viewer know that's true because they keep saying, look, we fucked up so far, but we're going to catch them when they come to pick up the money. They predicted right. Um, and they strap like this bombed harness thing to them. And then like the, they say like, oh, we got a, a briefcase. Now all I got to do is push this button and you're done. But you have like 10 minutes or some shit to do this. Good luck. <laughs> he, drives, he drives over to like that place where like all the mall business people meet. And just runs in there and uh, like, give me the money. Don't fucking touch me. This is kind of reminiscent of like the last movie when he takes Raymond hostage. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like all of a sudden he looks like he's going crazy. Yeah. Oh, no, he's he's the bad one. Yeah. He, he's able to get away because Uncle Bill tells everybody, let him go. Don't fucking touch him. Uh, and that's when he has to go to this abandoned where house some kind of mill i don't know what this place is <laughs> no i've been a lot of those lately people having to go to like abandoned warehouse or steel mills or whatever the fuck yeah i think this was a chemical some kind of chemical textile place or something because they had a bunch of yeah. these barrels that had like weird colored liquid those blue barrels yeah that, that made me think oh it's some kind of an industrial like a chemical something because then like one guy's just going donkey kong on throwing barrels at him that would fucking hurt, even if it was empty. A 30-gallon plastic barrel like being thrown like that would knock you on your ass. <laughs> I would know. I've thrown them in the back of trucks. But uh, 
like that guy's throwing barrels. He beats his ass and throws him out of the window. It's awesome. He takes an awesome bump going down like the fucking uh, awning or something. I don't remember how the second guy gets taken out. I think he just gets thrown the fuck out of a window. Yeah, he throws him out of a window and he lands on that awning and slides down it and then through a roof. Oh, yeah, that's right. He takes a bigger... And I remember thinking, that stuntman was like one or two feet away from fucking falling three or four stories. (laughs) He took a big bump. (laughs) And then the, the fight happens with the nerdy dude dummy and it's awesome. I love it, like... Because at first, it's like, he's getting his ass whipped by Dummy. And then he's able... Like, like bad, too. Like, of the two movies, this is, the, this is the most beat he gets. He's, like, tired, though. He's been fighting, like, a bunch of really good guys. Right, right, right. And he's been tortured. And it's funny when he shows up, because he's like, fuck. <laughs> he has to fight, like, <laughs> another guy, and he's not sure about this. Uh, but he, gets, he turns the tables on him eventually, though, because he finds, like, a box of that jumbo-sized snapper stuff. And he starts throwing him. He starts making fun of him <laughs> by saying what he says. He starts going like, <laughs> and he's like which seems little ableist, but okay, whatever. Yeah, man, what the hell? <laughs> it's funny though because he turns the tables on him and he gets he gets his come up and some good old baby face heel shit there. And then he's he's on fire and he's freaking out because he's on fire. And then Jackie Chan, like a true baby face, drops the snappers and he puts the fire out. And then. That's, but it's not over because then Dummy's like, aha, I got you. And then he knocks his ass out, knocks him off that thing. And he lands in a giant pile of barrels. And I was like, that had to fucking hurt too. I don't care. Because those drums are, there's almost no give to him. You have to crush him with forklifts or something. Yeah, it seems like his body like knocked them out of the way. And then there was just cement. Yeah, they broke his fall. <laughs> but it's like, imagine falling into a bunch of plastic. That's basically what that would be like. I I see these stuntmen taking these these hurt that all all this pain, and all I can think is like, I'll slip off a step, and <laughs> and you know fall two feet and be like, oh son of a bitch, and like I'm just worthless for three hours because I'm a huge whiner. These guys are falling two stories. <laughs> They're falling into barrels. They're falling through like fucking glass coffee tables, through the through the oh yeah. Fucking, Square. They re-show that one. That's a good one. He like, it's like holding glass, and he falls through it, and then through the frame that holds the glass. Oh, you got it. It's so. I mean, I, this is this is toward the end. We must just talk about all your favorite bumps and hits because that was a great one. <laughs> that in that same fight, the one that I think looked the most painful is he knocks someone out of a second story window where they're holding May in the first movie. And the guy falls out of the window and on that stupid metal division that's supposed to keep people from climbing up, and then off of that and onto the yard. Ugh, yeah, there's a couple. And it's all one shot. There's there... so this guy just genuinely fell two stories after falling <laughs> off this stupid like I don't know if it's barbed, but it's freaking metal thing. There's there were several that made me go, oh fuck, oh like <laughs> like out loud when I was watching it, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, I don't know. Jack Chan's stuff team is crazy, um, but it's awesome to see like them execute their stuff. Uh, honestly, I'd say that's that's really the draw of this, these movies. Any of these movies, honestly, it's like plot. The plot is here to make up an excuse to do a bunch of awesome action shit, scenes and shit. Really? Yeah, I mean that. Hence, police story. They were like, "Look, 
we've got the Jackie Chan stunt team. We've got Jackie Chan. We just need an excuse. Luckily, the excuse ended up being a pretty interesting movie. Yeah, it's still great. And then, like, I'm not trying to downplay or disparage the plot because it's there. It's it services. It, it does what it needs to do. And you can get behind Kakui because he's a good guy. You know, like I said, yeah. he's a baby face. He's just oh, the shit doesn't go right for him. And but he's genuinely a good person, and you want to see him succeed. And there's some genuinely good stuff between him and May, independent of the fact that oh, he just needs a woman. It's a cop action movie. <laughs> I like uh, I like when they're reading the note that she left him right before she was kidnapped. Yeah. He, he never got to read it, and they find it in his wallet, and they read it and, like, laugh at them, and they both cry. Like, that that's that's really good. That's a good scene. Yeah, that was great. I also really like the scene, uh, his parking brake is broken, so she has to get him <laughs> to hold his car while he, while he returns a call. <laughs> and then she totally does it. She just forgets and runs off from it. And then uh-huh. it just starts rolling towards them, and then she's like, huh? <laughs> she's, like, trying to get his attention, and then she just runs out of the way. And he has to dodge a car. <laughs> it's not the first time he does that in these movies either, but um I, I really like that scene too where he um in the first movie where he kidnaps Raymond and he's driving him out to some spot out in the country almost, it seems like. And then he stops and then he's like, I'm sorry, I just had to do this. And then Raymond's like, No, I understand. And he's like, I'm going to stall for time. And so you go ahead and try to get this guy. And then, because the whole time he's like, kind of like the uh, Callahan mares up my ass, asshole yeah. police boss guy. But then he's like, no, he's actually on his side. He's, he does care about his officers and shit. It's and like, that's cool. I like that. They, they turn that on its head. <laughs> um, These are great movies. I want to watch the other ones, even though I understand they get, pretty different after the fourth one I want to say I don't know as much about them um I know, I just know they exist. Jackie Chan doesn't direct three and four he's still involved in it somebody else is doing it so they could be different in of themselves just because of that but then there's like a police story what is it police story three super cop yeah. A Hong Kong detective teams up with his female red Chinese counterpart to stop a Chinese drug czar. And then, as far as I'm aware, the next one would be New Police Story from 2004. No, there's Police Story 4 First Strike. Is there? I don't even see yeah. it. Yeah, I'm on Wiki. What's it about? What's the synopsis? Uh, Some police stuff? Let me get it. Let's see... Chan plays Jackie, a Hong Kong police officer who works for the CIA to track down and arrest illegal weapons dealer. So he's not Kakui anymore, I guess. Although in the cast, oh. it says Kevin Chan Kakui. As it, like, maybe it's like a fake name or something. I guess. Maybe they do a thing. Then there's Does it still have May in it. She's in the third one, it looks like. Uh, let me look. No, I think that was her last one was the third one. Yeah, she's not in it. Yeah, Bill's back. Oh, the third one might be worth watching one day. Um, then there's New Police Story, which is a remake. Yeah, yeah it's 2004, and it, it looks all gritty and serious yeah. looking at the poster. It was supposed to be more serious shit. Well, Jackie Chan was getting older, and he's he can't do all this. No, that's not what I want. That's I don't want that. There are plenty of serious cop dramas. I'll go watch The Departed. 
Well, oh, which is actually a remake of Hong Kong Police. <laughs> why, why did I choose that one? I don't know. <laughs> well, that that's probably their franch one of their franchises now. You know, Police Story. Yeah. And it's just like, well, we want to do a remake Police Story. You could be like a different guy. And then there's another one that was almost like nine years later. It still has Jackie Chan in it, but he's a, a different character again. Police Story Lockdown? Uh, it's just called Police Story 2013, according to Wikipedia. But maybe... Oh, IMDb says Police Story Lockdown. It's known as both. A man looking for the release of a longtime prisoner takes a police officer, his daughter, and a group of strangers hostage. Yeah. That sounds awful. And now Jackie Chan is Detective Zhang Wen. Zhang Wen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't see any of the same people in it. So they just use the name. Well, I'm, I'm glad to see that it's not just Hollywood that's c- completely fucked as far as remakes and shit go. <laughs> I do want to watch the other the three and four. Um, I don't know if I'll ever watch these newer ones, but hey. And I, I want to see the rest of Jack Chan's stuff he did in Hong Kong. Um, maybe someday I'll watch Rush Hour, finally. <laughs> But, uh, I don't know. We got to do something next week. We do. We don't know what do yet. Wanna, <laughs> do you want to watch more Jackie Chan stuff? We'll have to discuss this without dubs. He's just going to come back and be like, guys, I want to do this. Like, no, we're watching Rush Hour. It's franchise. No, we've got we've got one more week of of Gaiden. We do. Of side story. We do? Yes, we do. I thought he was coming back next week. I don't think so. What? This is going to be really confusing if he does come back. Did he quit his job? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. He just had enough of that. Just went, went off somewhere. He went to Bali. I'm not sure. I thought he said he was taking two weeks off. He went to Bali. Let's assume, let's assume he's gone. What do you want to watch next week? You want to watch more Jackie Chan? I was going to pitch Bruce Lee, but I'm cool with more Jackie Chan. We can. We, we'll figure it out. Both are appealing. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. Listeners, just watch some martial arts movies. Maybe you'll get lucky. Yeah, and then obviously watch. Uh, uh, let's see. Watch Drunken Master and Chinese Connection. Maybe you'll get lucky. <laughs> um, I was gonna say. Obviously, I recommend these movies. They're great. You don't. It, they have subtitles. If you uh, can't read the movie, then I think there's an English dubbed version of Police Story out there. I think there is. Yes. <laughs> so. I guess if you want to subject yourself to that, go ahead. In the early 90s, Miramax tried to buy the rights to both of these movies. But their plan was to cut the two of them together into one long movie. Oh, God. And uh, Jackie Chan stopped it. He said, no, don't butcher my movies. And then they, they never did acquire the rights to do that. That was probably the right move. Yes, it is. That, that used to be a, a common thing. They did that with a lot of foreign movies. They famously cut... Um, the first two or three Lone Wolf and Cub movies into Shaolin Assassin. What? Shaolin Assassin is the movie that um, the kid is watching when she gets tucked in toward the end of Kill Bill Part 2. Another weird little... Huh. Um, it's also sampled extensively both in Wu-Tang's first album and in Giza's first album, Liquid Swords. Cool. I just rattling it off. Trivia, trivia, trivia. trivia. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's uh, let's wrap up. Um, Dubs, police story. D- Dubs, don't know what we'll be watching next week, but 
We'll see. Dub said, you said you had some news, though, right? Yeah, I have also have breaking news. Dub sent me a, a message, an, an electronic message that said he will not be here next week. So it is. I didn't think he would. There is more guidance. We'll come back for your surprise. Uh, but yeah, I recommend these movies, even if you, you have to read them. Fuck it, just try. Just try. I mean, honestly, even if you hate subtitles and you want to ignore the plot, you're doing yourself a disservice. But the fight scenes are just so outrageously great, you'll still be entertained. Yeah, so good. But uh, Yeah, do you have any news? None. You have no news? It's all you. You're, it's the news show starring uh, Zach. Okay. I'll do regular stuff first that doesn't pertain to wrestling. <laughs> but I only have one thing. Um, right. There are rumors circulating that there will be a Legacy of Kane remaster coming for Soul Reaver soon. I saw that. There was like an ESRB listed or something like that. Yes, yeah, so apparently they've taken the old game off of Steam. You can't buy it anymore. I hate this the way the article was phrased at first, though, because it said remake. And I know everybody's like, oh, remakes, but game remakes tend to be better for the most part. Or at least there was a time worth doing. There was a time in the 2000s and the early 2010s when remake was a dirty word. Yeah, there weren't a lot of good remakes. There were some. I'm not saying absolutely remake, but anymore remakes. I'm starting to come around on like the Resident Evil stuff mm-hmm. and Final Fantasy and a couple other pretty good ones. Yeah, anymore they've been good because if it's like not what people want i guess because some people are going to want this specific thing and if they don't get it it's not good enough for them but at the very least you'll get something that is good and also different but at the same time similar enough that you'd be satisfied with it if you're a big fan i guess uh but it's not a remake it's a remaster which is a little disappointing because i think that game could use a remake uh it was a victim of some developmental stuff, them having to cut content because of time. It's It was an Eidos Ed- game, so it's owned by Square now, right? Chris, uh, yeah, who owns Crystal, Crystal Dynamics, and supposedly Crystal yeah. Dynamics is working on this. Uh, that'd be interesting. But I'm looking forward to it, even if it's just a remaster, because um, mm-hmm. who knows what else they could do. Maybe they'll revive some of the old content because some of that stuff was still in the game in the data file for the gold game and it's just buried though or something Hmm. or it's just not finished there's clearly some areas you go to that were left in that just some of the stuff that was supposed to happen there just doesn't happen but interesting i wish they would have done blood omen instead do a remake of blood omen but it's not the most famous it's probably the best one. I'll say that. But uh, then there's wrestling news. <laughs> this happened uh, on the 25th. So, yeah, last last Friday. Uh, WWE released 14 people from their contracts Friday. Didn't they just release a ton of people? Yeah, like a couple weeks before that they did. They've been shedding people like a snake shed skin. Uh, but, like... I know it's like, what the hell? Everybody's like kind of overreacting and freaking out. And some of this is kind of juvenile. It's like, God damn it. Just let them have a job. It's like, that's not how business works and stuff. No, not really. They're, they're not a charity. They're a business. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, yeah, it kind of sucks. They lose their job. But at the same time, like contractors. they're independent contractors. This is a 
you can't stay employed forever in wrestling unless you're like a really special kind of talent or something. Yeah. Unless uh, you're like Sting or Goldberg or something. Hulk Hogan, somebody. But uh, I don't think you're going to recognize any of these people if I told you the names of them. So I'm going to try to do, I'm going to go ahead and tell you all their names and just see if you recognize any of them for fun. Round it off quick. Aria Divari. No. Tony Nice. Nope. Maria Shafir. The Bollywood Boys, Kurt Stallion. That sounds familiar. Uh, yeah, they, okay, well, uh, Kurt Stallion, Marco Ruas, Austin Gray, no, Killian Dane, no. You might recognize him though. He was the big hairy fat guy in Sanity. Remember that group of like weird, crazy bums or something? Yes. Yeah, that does ring a bell. He he was that guy. Uh, right. Tyler Breeze. Do you remember Tyler Breeze? That name I know. He's gone. Fandango. I always called him Fandango. I recognize that. Tino Sabatelli and no. Everrise, which is like some tag team that was there just recently for a cup of coffee. Sounds like a boner pill. <laughs> it kind of does. Um, are are any of these people like, like now that they're they're free agents? Is this like a situation where AEW or or whatever TNA or whoever the fuck? Ring of Honor, are they going to get picked up by other organizations, or are they going to go to like the Indies, or what's it, what happens to them? Some of these people, I can I can see they're going to continue working. One of them straight up said, I think it was Arya Devari, he's like, thank you, WWE, I'm done with sports entertainment, and I'm ready to go back to professional wrestling. So, he's made his intentions <laughs> pretty clear. Uh, he wants to go back to doing just wrestling, I guess. Um uh, Tony Nese is a great talent. Honestly, anybody that could get him, like that guy puts on good matches and stuff. It's, I I can't say much for his promos or anything. I, he's just a good hand. The Bollywood boys are fairly entertaining. Uh, Killian Dane's a good, good talent. Uh, somebody could get him and benefit some. Tyler Breeze, I think they really messed up. He had that awesome gimmick where he was like Zoolander meets Gorgeous George. <laughs> Tony Nese will go to AEW, says the chat. Probably. Yeah, I can see that. Fandango is a solid wrestler, but I, I honestly don't know if anybody can see him as anything else but Fandango. He would have to totally change his look and be gone for like six months or a year before anybody would accept him back again. And Tino Sabatelli and this Everrise team, eh, whatever. Tino was like some guy they had that was a prospect they had that they really liked because he had a certain look, you know. He's six foot four, jacked, he was a football player. But that dude had like almost no charisma and he was just meh in the ring. He got injured and he just they he, they were done with him. Uh that's it. I don't know. None of these people are like real big gets anymore just because of how they've been booked. Especially, you need, you need losers. You need mid card. You need jobbers. Tyler Breeze could maybe, if if he wants to try to rehabilitate his career, I think he could maybe be somebody eventually. Not a main. I'm not saying he could become a main event world champion or anything, but somebody. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just decided we should bring it up here because uh, we're not. It'll be a while before we get some color. And that's it. Interesting. I suppose. 
I just thought we had to talk about it because it's the only newsworthy shit with wrestling right now. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to remember how Dubs wraps this shit up. He does all the heavy lifting around here. I'll tell you what. <laughs> kind of does. Um, don't forget, you can listen to Big Trouble Little Podcast anywhere. Finer podcasts are peddled. Um, Audible.com, uh, Apple Podcasts. What, what's it called now? Something like that. Uh, Stitcher. We're on. Are we on YouTube now? I think we're working on it. Okay, we're working on it. <laughs> we're on. We're on Podcast Addict. We're on everywhere. Type it in Google. Um, you'll find it. We're not 100% sure what we're going to be watching next week, but it, it sounds like it's going to be martial arts oriented. Be, so. be in that state of mind. Be in that state of mind. You get yourself there. Yeah. Look, it's you. It's totally acceptable. You can just wait, see the names of it, watch those movies, and then download that episode. It's totally acceptable. Oh. We're also on Amazon Music now. That's a pretty big. That's pretty big. Pretty big right there. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. That's right. Don't think. Feel. <laughs>